What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Sean Salisbury Show right here on the Believe Network. I'm Adam Sager. He, of course, is Sean Salisbury. Sean, we got a lot to talk about. We've got um, some trades going down in the NFL as we are uh, just up five days away from the trade deadline on the first. We've got uh, big time NFL games this weekend that I think, you know, I'm going to kind of ask you some games. Who needs the win more? You know, when, when we're looking at, at teams right around 500, but teams we expected to be better. And then not a ton of great college football games this weekend, but we got some really interesting ones that we'll get into as well. And then tomorrow we got the World Series start and we'll kind of hit that right at the end of the show and and what we think will happen between the Astros and Phillies. But as always, you can go to bet online and bet on these Astros and Phillies games. Uh, Sean? Let us hear it. Yeah, and all those football games we're talking about as well yep. on Saturdays and Sundays. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. And it's hoops time. College is coming too, so you get them both. <clears throat> you get uh, you can find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trims trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests. And giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether it's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. It's BELIEVE, B L E A V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Sean, let's jump right into some <coughs> NFL headlines. Uh, we had a big story kind of go over the last few days. Of course, the Packers lose again to the Commanders, 23-21. Aaron Rodgers goes on his weekly um, hit with Pat McAfee show, and he goes on and basically you know, throws a lot of teammates under the bus saying guys are making way too many mental mistakes, and they shouldn't be playing. We should have new guys coming in. Uh, we should have guys that are sitting on the bench. They should be getting uh, tries at, you know, wide receiver, at tight end, at defensive back, at, you know, defensive line, at every position. But then the problem was where a lot of people had it was he goes on to say, oh, well, you know, my coach graded me as this was my best game all season long and basically saying I played good. Nobody else played good. And that's why we lost. Do you have a problem? with Aaron Rodgers going on the Pat McAfee show and basically airing all the dirty laundry about his team and, and kind of throwing his teammates under the bus is the reason why we're on this losing streak right now. Yeah. I think if you know, um, it's like, if you're a, if you think you're a lion, you know, a big guy, like a wolf or a lion mm-hmm. say, you know, those people, if you have to tell me that, then you're probably not a wolf or a lion. Does that make sense? And I'm not saying that Aaron Rodgers isn't. We know how good he is and how good he's been forever. Um, but I can watch with the naked eye and tell where the problems are. I don't think Aaron needs to tell us that, nor to tell us at his age and his years in the league that he was highest graded because it feels like, and I confess, he did it even if he didn't want it to be that way. I have, I've told you this before. I have no problem with Aaron Rodgers calling people out. Here's my problem. It's, because it's, it's a weekly thing now. As if he's the head coach making cuts and doing it. I don't have a problem with what he said, meaning 
I, I don't like him to tell us what will my coach graded out. It's almost like na 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 like I'm in the fourth grade, mm-hmm. right? I I got the, the 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 teacher. I'm the teacher's pet. I got mine. The rest of you guys suck. And I'm yeah, just I got I'm an A. You, just because right. you guys you, all got C's, that's what brought our class down. I got the A. <laughs> Yeah, hence why this is a team sport, not an individual sport, right? right? So as he's well finding out when the rest of the cats aren't playing like you do and you lose, well, this the, the, your job always has been to elevate, and he has. He's having trouble elevating this group. Well, I don't have a problem when he says, you know, sometimes calling guys out makes people better, whatever he mm-hmm. said, you know, brings out that, oh, okay. But here, but when you're doing it every week, it starts to fall on deaf ears where guys are like, dude, how many times are you going to bust toss me or air the dirty laundry that every single week what's going on in quarterback meetings or in say in team meetings or in the offensive film meetings to, to let everybody know. But I'm all about competition. I have no problem with him saying, you know what, play guys that want an opportunity that are going to play better. But what he's doing by doing that out loud, Segs, instead of behind closed doors on a regular basis, I understand the one time when you're frustrated, even two times, but for him it's becoming a – do it all the time. What happens is eventually, even Aaron Rodgers, you'll lose players because they'll start to wonder if, wonder, well, no matter what I say or what I do, is he going to air me out on Pat McAfee's, you know, 10 million listeners type mm-hmm. of show or whatever it is and, <clears throat> and the popular show that everybody tunes into and hanging on Aaron Rodgers every word every week? Or is he got my back as opposed to worrying about what the fans think that are listening or watching that show? Because um, they do care about it. We react to everything Aaron says. So, I don't have a problem with him saying it. I have a problem with how many times he says it. At some point in time, it's probably going to be right for Aaron Rodgers just to be quiet and and do that in-house. Because eventually, a, a players can only be embarrassed and humiliated and be- talked down to enough times before they either separate from you, um, turn their back on you, or I guess respond. And we've already seen what it's not doing. They're not responding. So maybe he might, he might want to, the definition of insanity is same thing over and over and over again, doing it and, and hoping for a different result. Maybe it's time Aaron, Aaron Rodgers changed his approach because we know who the best player on the team is his. But you know what? Everybody's watching him get their ass kicked every time, and I don't see it changing against Buffalo unless those guys he's called out in public on a regular basis step their game up. But what happens, Sags, and I'll ask you, if Rodgers throws three picks and he's the reason you lose? Now, do you want a receiver standing up and saying, listen, I went in there. I was open 18 times. He only hit me four times. He didn't target me. He missed his reads because my coach said that I graded out at 97. I don't think Aaron's coach had him grading out well this week. I'm a Rodgers guy, but there also comes a point when, you know, a player at some point is going to address, say, dude, enough, man. Uh, don't, Don't be standing me up in public and loud talking me. Enough's enough. Right. And, 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 you know, when does someone stand up? What in – Preston Smith, leader on the defense. Rashawn Gary, leader on the defense. When do one of them step up and say, you know what, the offense isn't playing well. You know, we're playing all kinds of plays out here because we're always on the field. And, you know, we're getting worn down very fast because the offense isn't doing anything. And my question is, when does someone say, well, Aaron, if you didn't take so long in the offseason to decide on if you were going to retire again or not, Right. You know, for the second straight off season, maybe Devonte Adams would still be here, and then guys like Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs and the others would fit in a little bit better. But now they're having to be, you know, at least for Dobbs, not so much Watson because he can't get on the field, but 
He's having to step up and be the number one receiver along with Alan Lazard. And Lazard's not a number one receiver. He's just not right. that guy. So he's a three. It's, Sags, he's a possible two and some probably a three on good teams. Yes. Three on true. a really good team. Yes. Right. And it, it's just one of those things where Aaron kind of put this on himself. When you he go did. out here and you do all this shit in the offseason and you cause all these headlines and you let it go for weeks. I mean, I remember everybody kept talking every single week. Hey, this is this week on Pat McAfee where he's going to announce his retirement. Everybody was hanging, like you said, on every word. And that was during the offseason from the Super Bowl ending to basically free agency. We had no idea, even into free agency. People were kind of like, well, what's going to happen? You know, what, are they going to have a, is this going to be where, you know, you lose your star quarterback and now you got to turn to Jordan Love? Is this going right. to be, and, and so I just think everybody is to blame in Green Bay, including the front office for, you know, having those few drafts where they didn't do anything to help Aaron Rodgers. And then they finally have the draft that they try and help them. But you lose Devontae Adams and David Bakhtiari can't get healthy. And the offensive line is now a mess. It's just one of those things where it's all come together at the same time. And Aaron Rodgers is just bust tossing everybody. Right. And you know, when Sags, when somebody shares a lot of information with you, you're like, okay, dude, too much information. Yeah. I don't need to know what your restroom habits are and all that crap. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. This is this is starting to border on TMI, man. Too much information. Just let it go, dude. Uh, and like I said, there comes a point in time. Sakes, have you noticed our older quarterbacks are getting a little less? They're getting more and more impatient. Or yes. uh, I guess the standard they're holding the other players to, they're not living up to it. So I feel like Tom and him are both getting a little well, what's the word I'm looking for? Their fuse is a lot shorter as they get yes. older as well yep. as the other way around. And I, and I get it, but I just think there comes a point in time when to win your teammates over, have a lot of these conversations in private. I'm not a big dirty laundry error. Every now and then a guy, need, you know, you got to air him out and say, we got to play, but he would be better off if he included we in everything he said. Even though we know that it's not, you know, like when we lose a game and a guy snaps the ball mm -hmm. 15 feet over a guy's head, you're like, well, you know, we got to play better. Everybody knew the ball snapped 15 feet over your head, right. so it wasn't on you yet. I think you're better off to protect players than you are to sell them out. I think players respond more, dress them down in private, compliment them in public. And, and I even feel like it, it seems like Aaron will throw a ball that, you know, whoever Lazard is running open down the field on kind of a broken play and Lazard's three yards down the field further than the corner and Rogers misses him. He throws him five yards, right? Well, I feel like it's, Aaron's going out of his way to blame Lazard and say, you're supposed to cut over instead of how about Aaron? He's wide open, throw him the ball, you know, lead him right. down the field. Even if he's not on the same path, if he's wide open, you adjust your throw to him it, because exactly. Maybe even if he did run the wrong route, do what, do what you got to do to get me a completion. Yeah. Right. He's just, it, there's, it seems like right now Rogers is doing nothing wrong. Everybody else is screwing everything up and he's just sitting here just angry at the world. Yep. I agree. All right, now from one teammate who are probably pissed at their quarterback to another who at least have to be annoyed with him. He gets $250 million to come to your new team. He's corny as hell. And now we get reports that on an eight-hour flight to London to play the Jags on Sunday, Russell Wilson is in the aisles in the middle of the flight for four hours. 
working out, doing push-ups, doing high knees, as they said, doing calisthenics in the aisles while guys are trying to sleep. If you're on that plane, Sean, and someone like Russell Wilson, who just annoys everybody, is doing that, what what would you do as a veteran? I I would seriously say, come on, man. You know, this is you. you, you he would get. Well, I know veterans that I played with in Minnesota would tape him to the goalpost when you got back to on right. the practice field. I saw no matter who he is, it wouldn't matter, right. dude. It didn't, I mean, veteran star didn't matter when you did something that was, and not in a neck, not in a bad way. They just tape you to goalpost so you get a little understanding. That's not really well, the way we talk here. Yeah, do it here, you're right. Yeah, a little bit. We'll keep you out there. Yeah, yeah it's about sixty degrees, starting to get a little chilly. Mm-hmm. So you get it, not naked in, in their clothes, but just like the offensive lineman sending a message, hey little goalpost tape brother just so you understand there's a muzzle that that's involved in this at some point in time know the room russell wilson doesn't know the room so I, that's the first thing i'd ever, say dude ever understand the room you may not need sleep because he also gave us the, if you want to know how great and how amazing russell wilson is just ask it remember sags on the first two hours he studied tape mm-hmm. yeah, everybody then he made sure we all knew that the next four he was doing he was he was getting himself trained up and down and loose and stretched he also is the only human I've ever met that never gets jet lagged. He's trained his body yes. to get jet lagged because he travels more as if nobody else travels. And then after that, he said, well, I don't need much sleep. I've trained my body, you know, because he's a high, highly trained athlete. And then he took a little nap for an hour. And then after that hour, he woke back up and studied more tape the last hour. So seven right. of the eight hours, Russ was doing shit, man. That's, he was just doing it. And he let the us rest know. The of the guys are saying, dude, oh, every friggin' ounce of it. Talk about too much information. He shares too much information when he does a sandwich commercial, when he's warming up on the sidelines, when a camera's on, when a camera's on him, he's the cheesiest, most insufferable, corny athlete. In, 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 where, where it's like, dude, you're, you're such a cheese ball of anybody in the league. Am I am I right? hundred mm-hmm. percent. It's, it's it's like, dude, like it's it's so dorkish, right? Right. You know that I, I don't mean that. Uh, it's just kind of like, but there's it's, he's not funny. Right. It's it's not funny. It's it's almost like he's trying to be this way. What happened to him? I, I have what happened no to idea. him. And we're and we're no longer we're no longer uh saying to Russ Wilson, we're no longer just criticizing his game segs. I'm on in Cleveland yesterday and they're talking about him. Cities that don't even house Russell Wilson, Seattle or Denver, are making fun of him. He has become the gif and meme of the world right now. And we're not even talking about his game because his game's not very good anyway right now. We're talking about all the other stupid, cheesy stuff he says. And what would compel him to say all the, oh, Mike, while they slept? I mean, if you're a teammate, aren't you saying, dude, act like a normal human being. Just be one of us. He is, I can't think of a guy in the league who's less one of the guys than Russ Wilson. I, honest to God, can't. And quite frankly, I've liked him for so long. I'm over his act. I feel it. It feels phony to me. Hell of a he's had a hell of a career. Hell of a career. Mm-hmm. He's not having a good season, and neither is his head coach. And he, he it's it's almost through his enthusiasm that he tries to keep winning people outside. Oh well, look, Russ is still into it. Man, I wish somebody else would match his energy. You, you know what energy you don't want to match when you're doing commercials or doing it is Russ Wilson's. Yep. You don't want that energy. A different one. As a teammate of him, I'd look at him and he, he's a, he's an eye roller. He's the eye rolling teammate. You say, "Oh, this guy again." Yep. This guy again. 
and another indictment on him. And I and I, I think it was one of the Acho brothers. Uh, can't remember if it was Sam. I can't remember who, who said Emmanuel or Sam Acho said it. It's true. One of the biggest issues you you want to talk about how we feel at Russ Wilson on the field, Segs. Look how Seattle and Geno Smith are playing without him. Yep. And look how the Broncos are playing with him. Now I'm not saying that Geno Smith of his career has been better. He's far better this year. I can tell you that Seattle. So, you know, and I know we joke and it's kind of, it's not mean, but Russ Wilson makes it very difficult to root for him. Right. I, I, he makes it really difficult to root for him when it used to be feel like third rounder, you know, a long shot comes in and plays his ass off and all these years, it's almost like he's turned into the guy who, who's, who's above all of us and, who, and, and I think a lot of his enthusiasm seems to me to be fake. I just do. I'm sorry. I, that, that's it. Sometimes you got to fake him with enthusiasm. To me, it seems, it, it seems, put it this way, it's not my style. But, hell, who am I to judge somebody who's been a great player? But is a, I'm sure he's a great human being, too. I've never met him. But from a distance, he's way too cheesy for me. That's yeah. just it. And I think it, it borders on, even if he's not, it makes people question if he's phony. And his commercials are unwatchable, and I won't eat the sandwich because of his commercials. How's that crap? He's become the exact thing that a lot of people talk about. He got the famous wife. He went to the Super Bowls. And it seems like fame has gone to his head to the point that he's got people in his ear saying, you got to do this. You got to stay on top of these TikTok trends. So you stay with the younger crowd and, and you do these commercials. So, you know, do a subway commercial because Steph Curry's doing a subway commercial. You know, you got to keep up with these guys when in reality, like, dude, you're not Steph Curry. You're not a celebrity, your wife. Nobody really even knows anymore. She, she, you know, she's was was a fantastic entertainer, but she doesn't do that anymore. There's just he's not the guy that I feel like he thinks he is. Right, and you say you, the celebrity thing's definitely different. Is is he looks at it different? And I mean, it's changed. He's not the same guy, at least from a distance from me. I don't know him, maybe. Right. But he he, it almost feels like he cares more about legacy and and TikTok than he does about everything else. And you can't fool. See, one thing he tries to do, bullshit those teammates with constant enthusiasm and fake enthusiasm. You're not dealing with eight-year-olds that need right. it all the time. You're dealing with grown-ass men. And when I'm on a plane and want to sleep, I, no offense, dude, go to the back of the galley and stretch. Yeah. And then once you do it, do you really feel it necessary to break down every single aspect of what you were doing on the plane while the rest of us mere mortals that can't be immortal like Russ Wilson Live up to it. I'll tell you what, his ass better go out there and start playing well. Yeah, I can tell you that because it'll get to the point and say, dude, take your two hundred fifty million dollar cheerleader and go 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 save save it for somebody else. Yeah, I, I quite frankly, I roll my every time another. One, oh, did you hear what he did? And that's like, oh gosh, I got to listen to this crap again. Yeah, no thanks. You mentioned his head coach Nathaniel Hackett, very, really really struggling this year um, in that division with with his new team with his new quarterback and Russell Wilson. And he is a guy that came from Aaron Rodgers where they had a lot of success offensively, but there's some whispers out there that if he does not win this game against the Jags, that the new ownership, because remember they did not hire Nathaniel Hackett, that deal, the, the sale happened after he was hired that they may say enough is enough. It's time to 
start over. We're going to start fresh. It's a new ownership. We're going to bring in a new head coach and things are just not working out. Do you think that happens this Sunday? I don't know if it's it's going to happen this Sunday. Um, Sags, where are they playing in Germany? Where are they playing them? Uh, not Germany. I, where are they playing? Uh, I don't know. Somewhere in Europe. I, I'm not sure which one. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So <laughs> here, here's what I think. I and I don't like you know you've talked I hate seeing guys get fired without really you know I do I like to see guys get a yeah. chance and nobody likes to see anybody fired anyway but that's part of the coaching business if there was ever a candidate who was half a year and done or one and done it's this guy he, he says he he looks if it's to us how overmatched he looks what's it like in the building I, I maybe it's just that he's trying to get his way but I can assure you this is not what they had in mind when they hired him. Matter of fact, right now the two biggest, the two what look like the two worst decisions in pro in pro football right now happen to be two hundred and fifty million plus to Russ Wilson mm-hmm. and hiring Nathaniel Hackett from as an assistant coach from the Packers. All right, and it, the the step up to be a head coach from being an assistant's different. And some guys are great assistants, and he was really good, and he knows football. Doesn't mean he doesn't know X's and O's. But it feels to me like he has that he's that the guy on top trying to do it and swimming fast underwater. I think he goes into Sundays, at least from the way I look at it, like, oh, my gosh, hope he's a hope guy. A hope I get it done, not rather than a McVay who knows he's going to get it done or a Mike Tomlin who normally knows he's going to get it done. You know, other than some of the talent on his team. Right. These guys know it. If there was ever a candidate for if it doesn't happen during the season, if this trend continues, you can't you you cannot bring him back. You, you know can't. you know who's the luckiest, and I was just sitting here thinking about it as you were talking about that. Who the luckiest guy in football is, just based on what the Denver Broncos have done by bringing in Nathaniel Hackett, bringing in Russ Wilson, and it just blowing up in their face, is Josh McDaniels with the Raiders. They they have they have been just as bad with a team that was supposed to compete for a division title in what we all considered the best division in football. Well, it has not been that. And, you know, and on top of the same thing, let's just go to the other team in that division with, with Brandon Staley. You know, things just aren't working out for any of those three head coaches, and the Chiefs are still two levels above all three of those teams. Yeah, so much for that old head Andy Reid, right? Right. Yeah, the old guy, right? Oh, he's right. going to get you know passed by these young guys. Yeah, oh, <clears throat> yeah, football's nope. going to pass him by if it's not from home. Sure, those three guys combined can't hold his right. jock right now yep. i can tell you this you know how we always go through division and say oh the best quarterback division right well we we went into this season saying possibly the best starting four quarterback division in the history of football Ever. Yep. was that division now if we can criticize say who's got the division with the best receivers what division has the best defenses the best offenses best yep. coordinators well we can sure as shit say which division has the worst coaching staff, I mean, the worst head coaches, at least by decisions of what we see, Mm -hmm. who put their team in a bind every week. The AFC West all-timer. Hands down. (laughs) Staley, McDaniels, and Hackett at times look like the Three Stooges. Yes. Curly, Moe, and Larry. When's that commercial coming? You know that, uh, what's the one from... The, the Pep Boys, Manny, Moe, and Jack, you know, that, yep. that uh, auto part. Uh, yep. Manny, Moe, and Jack, their mug's going to be up there for the Three Stooges or Manny, Moe, and Jack. They all know football, but talk about seeming like they try to get too cute. 
It mm-hmm. can't be that hard, Sigs. It can't. It, I think it would be easier to manage a game than call plays and be the X's and O's guy. Oh, I got to so, yeah. go into. It, it would seem that would be easier, yeah. right? These guys have turned it into trying to define what pi is, meaning the math. Yes. You know the the math formula, or trying to, to tell me on how I how I'm supposed to do perform knee surgery when I've never been to medical school. It, 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 these guys are smarter than that. But there is no worse coaching division by far. I'm telling you in, in the NFL right now. And Andy Reid, thank goodness, has got to here. You hop on one shoulder, hop on the other. I'll give you guys a formal education on how to actually do this right. thing. Yeah, it, it's just it's crazy to to see how bad those three coaches have done on three teams that were supposed to all three be Super Bowl type contenders. And, and the three I mentioned are not. I mean. As much as I love Justin Herbert and the Chargers, the way they're playing right now, how in in the injuries and everything, how can you say that they're a, a Super Bowl contender? You can't. And then obviously the Raiders and Broncos aren't even right now. They're not even going to sniff the playoffs. I don't know if the Chargers will get in. They'll have to get hot. But right now, the way things are looking, it may just be the Chiefs from that greatest division, the greatest quarterback division of football ever that we all said it. everybody right. said it right and Agreed. and that would be that would be something if we come the end of the season and one team from that division makes the playoffs oh no no and and sags it's it's if it, if they were in the <laughs> nfc we would have to worry but in the afc that's very possible yeah that that's very that's if miami gets picking up their tempo again right yep and if uh you know, if the Miami and the Jets continue to play good football, Baltimore, I think, is going to be better. They got mm-hmm. a pretty good test against Tampa tonight, even though record-wise it doesn't feel like Tampa's that good. But uh, th- there is no question, and the Chargers are your, the Chargers are chargering, as we talked about on Tuesday. Yep. So we'll see, but it's a great point, man. Who, who the hell knows what's going to happen? But after going into this, now coming out of it, can you imagine? It would be unbelievable, man. Yeah, it would be. Speaking speaking of the Chiefs, they made a trade today for Kadarius Toney of the New York Giants for a conditional third and a sixth-round pick. Uh, What what do you think of this move? Toney is a former first-round pick from just not this past draft, the draft before, never fit in with Brian Dable. um, And even with them winning, he just could never get on the field. But this is just another guy. His style of play, if he can get healthy and get on the field, just fits exactly what Patrick Mahomes loves in his wide receivers. It was Segs. If there's if if he can't survive, if he can't succeed there, then he's right. gone with Dable, who had the fast pace Buffalo, and now with the Giants, meaning it's Dable mm-hmm. and, and coaching him, and now with Andy Reid. If they can't, if he can't fit in there offensively then you're probably looking at a bust. Does that right. make sense? Sags? Probably. But I could tell you this, if, <laughs> if he can fit in in Kansas city, Oh my goodness. Are they going to use him in ways that he ain't ever, that he hadn't been used in, in a long yes. time. They will get him the ball, put it that they're going to get him the ball because we know what kind of speed he's got in space. Now Sags. that guy can flat. Matter of right. fact, he may end up Hardman and him will end up being the hard, uh, 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 the fastest guys on the team. I think. Right. I mean, he, he's yeah. got to be that in that class, oh, doesn't yeah. he? I would think so. Yeah. Put it this way, whether it's bubble screens and screens and slant routes, if there's a way to get him back on track in his career, that's the place to go. And I think Andy Reid and that front office believe that's the case. Another take the top off home run hitter as if Patrick Mahomes 
needs – I mean, I know they lost weapons, but if there's a guy could turn him into a star, it's that quarterback and that head coach, I can tell you that. And they're not even worried about star. They're just worried about a guy who can catch some passes and make a difference and stretch the defense. Yeah, and the and the good thing for Tony is, you know, he's still got years left on his con- his rookie contract. He's got the fifth-year option. And, you know, maybe if he doesn't make a huge impact this year, well, Juju Smith-Schuster was on is on a one-year deal. Uh, McCole Hardman is going to be a free agent at the end of this year. So you're just going to have, you know, Valdez Scantling and a few other guys there that he could really going into next season, make his presence known with that offense being the guy that maybe replaces Hardman. Like Hardman Great. has tried to replace Tyreek Hill. Uh, another Great. trade that we saw yesterday, the Eagles make a trade with the bears for Robert Quinn for a fourth round pick. I mean, if you're a super bowl contender, you can, one thing you always want to go get at the deadline, if you can, is a pass rusher, and that's exactly what they did. Segs, I, you know him well. I've, I mean, been following Quinn his whole career. You know him from Chicago. It was probably inevitable that he was going to move, yep. right? But I love what Philadelphia is doing. They're not – listen, their defense is good enough to be a Super Bowl defense today <laughs> or yesterday. Now they add a guy that gives you depth that gives you – he can actually pin his ears back and go play football because they got right. 10 guys. that could, He gives you the ability to rotate at the position. We know he's a pure pass rusher on the edge and a disruptor and isn't a one-dimensional player. I've seen him do both mm-hmm. pretty damn well in his career. And, and Segs will have fresh legs. They, I don't think they're going to expect him to play 65 snaps a game, no, right? No. You know what I'm saying? Mixed, you can rotate him and way, Brandon Graham and, and, and those that's guys. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and Josh you can, he's, he's capable of playing either side, too. You can move him around. More versatility, more multiple on defense. And as you and I both agree, all the stuff they're going to do offensively in Philadelphia, if they get to the Super Bowl and win it or in a position to win it, you and I are going to be sitting here doing these shows. And we're going to say a big reason why is because of what happened on the defense. And I love the fact that they said, the hell with just being who we are. We are going to get better. And they may not be done, Segs. Right. Who the hell knows? Maybe they go get another weapon. Hell, what, what if they jump in and go get Brandon Cooks, right? Mm-hmm. What if they decide another one and trump a team like uh, Green Bay or Tennessee who needs a wide receiver? What if they say, screw it, we'll go. There ain't enough weapons, even though they got plenty of them. I love what they did. And it was worth what they had to give up to get him, too. Quinn's a good football player. Yeah, that, that was a good trade for both teams. Bears Agreed. get an asset, and, and the Eagles Agreed. help their Super Bowl-caliber roster with another pass rusher. All right, looking at 100%. these games, you tell me who needs the win more. Ravens at Bucks Thursday Night Football tonight. Who needs the win more? As far as the division overall at the end, I would say Baltimore for optics because I think that, I, I don't know, you, you may be under 500 right, 9-8 and eight winning the division in the South. But for all that's gone on with all the injuries and the fact that their frustration is mounting and what they're saying in Brady's situation, Baltimore, I think, is going to overcome theirs quicker than Tampa. I know Tampa, everybody thinks so, but when? How, how many more weeks are we going right. to say? To me, just it. for the national optics and for the feel that Tampa wants, Buccaneers got to win this more. Um, their legs aren't quite as fresh when it comes to age as the as the Baltimore Ravens. I'm going to say Tampa needs it more, Sags. Yeah, well, I mean, just coming off a 21 to three loss to Carolina, right. you have Which to. Which most like, thought was the worst team in the league. Right. I don't care if right. you lose this game 28 27. If you lose this game, it's going to be bad, and you're going to start hearing things come out about more and more about you know Todd Bowles, Byron Leftwich. These guys weren't ready to coach and. You know, losing Bruce Arians was huge, that kind of stuff. 
And you'll start hearing about trade deadline. Are they buyers or sellers? <laughs> right. Even in Brady's last year, you'll start hearing the stuff, man. You'll see. Because right. what you're, you're talking, if they lose, you're what, three and five, if, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's still, that's it's still right around first place, which yeah. is sick. Yeah. Crazy. All right. Who needs yeah. it more? Rams or 49ers? Uh, I, I would I would think the Rams because I think the 49ers are better anyway. I, I'm just looking at if, if mm-hmm. the 49ers lose and the Rams win, I think the 49ers go. I think there comes a point in time. If the Rams get down enough, they're not going to make the playoffs. I still think the 49ers can because there's this little built-in excuse, kind of like Tampa, even though they're not making all the injuries they've had, right, Segs? It's that built-in bull. When we're fully healthy, right? When we get going in McCaffrey, I'm going to say the Rams, but you could actually go six and one half dozen others since they're in the same division and head-to-head's going to matter. And the 49ers have been pretty tough on the Rams for the most part in the regular mm-hmm. season, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, right, Segs? So yep. I, I would say... I would say that probably the Rams, because I think the 49ers have a better roster all the way around. I think they can overcome it, but this is a monster game for both. And don't tell me that November, or should I say October, doesn't have uh, must-wins. This is these, these two teams need it bad. Yeah, I mean, 49ers lose. They fall to three and five in a game and a half behind the Rams yep. in the That's division exactly right. with a loss to the Rams. Right. So it's basically kind of like chase them down. two. Yes. You're you're two right. games behind with with the that's loss. Exactly right. Uh, right. So so that's a big game. And then, uh, real quick, Packers at Bills. Uh, do you give uh, the Packers, Packers far a chance? more? I, I give him a chance because Rodgers, if he picks it up, but on the road, primetime game, which he's great at, he wins mm-hmm. primetime games. But just talking about being out, man. I don't know. I mean, I know people. Well, it's at time. It's got to change. I Buffalo's a far better football team. And their quarterback's playing, well, as good as anybody in the league. He got a chance to throw for 6,000 yards or close this year, Sakes. 58, 59. He's on a – it is ridiculous. I give him a chance. I don't I don't have him one of the – I would not bet on Green Bay. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's look at the college game. Two games I'm going to throw at you. Do you give Penn State any chance? They're minus 15 and a half. They're at home in Happy Valley against Ohio State. But we saw what Michigan was able to do to them, 418 yards on the ground do whatever they wanted defensively against them. Um, I think this is a game where Ohio State, C.J. Stroud can kind of have his first Heisman moment if he wants to really win this. Um, Do you give Penn State any chance? (laughs) Slim and none and slim left, okay? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You know, a backdoor cover possibility. I think, you know, they're down 22 and all of a sudden they get a touchdown. I could see that. But as far as an outright win when it comes to playoff, I don't see, number one, I don't see offensively how they're going to move it much the way that Penn State, I mean, that uh, Ohio State's played defense this year. But it's going to be a better test for them. The wideout and all the energy that will be going mm-hmm. on in Penn State and Happy Valley. And then I, I don't see how the, the, the offense of Ohio State doesn't rake it up. I, I, I am going to bet the game, and I'm taking Ohio State minus 15 and a half. Makes sense. Makes sense. All right, Kentucky at Tennessee. Tennessee's minus 12. And then Hooker, he's looking for those big-time Heisman moments as well. But Will Levis in Kentucky, they're a sneaky team. I wouldn't look past this if I'm the Tennessee Volunteers. If I'm betting this game, I would bet you giving me those points. I'm taking I'm taking the points and bet Kentucky. Okay. Now, all the energy. Think about what they've had to expand. And guess who's coming right around the corner, brother? Georgia in yep. Athens. This is as dangerous a game as there is on the schedule for a top four team this week. It just is. I'm just telling you it is. So keep an eye on this one. I think Tennessee wins, but Mark Stoops can coach now. 
And they're kind of everybody went into high hope. They're they're kind of a little bit forgotten about, right? They're not Tennessee's the fair haired child now yeah. because woo, look what they're doing. Kentucky closer, Tennessee in the end. But if they're within a touchdown, be careful. This is my be careful game of the week as well. I'll take Tennessee, but man alive, that between the hedges thing looms. So be careful where yep. you're looking. I would I, I would not get my that long vision just yet. Focus on Kentucky or Mark Stoops will steal one from you. Yep, Georgia next week uh, for the Volunteers. I'd right, like then, to be in person there, brother. Ooh, that that would be, that'd be a fun one. I, I I don't know what to think of that game. Uh, I'm going to wait and see what happens against Kentucky, but ten, Tennessee at Georgia, I, I still don't know what I'm thinking with that game. All right, World Series real quick. We both – I had the Phillies winning the World Series back before the AL and NLCS, mm-hmm. and you had the you Astros. Uh, do you still feel comfortable with the way the Phillies are playing that the Astros are going to win? Love the Phillies, love the energy. The fans are crazy. I do, Sags. I mean, I know that you're not supposed to give the other team comments, but I know good what's good. The best player in the series, most talented, is Harper. If you keep him and Schwarber in the ballpark, the Astros win the series. I got the Astros in six. Now, easier said than done. The key to the series is who hits after Harper. Because if you pitch around him, can five, you know, whether it's Reese, whoever they put in the five mm-hmm. hole, because remember, Harper's not hitting behind in front of Real, Real Muto. He's hitting behind mm-hmm. him. And you're not going to take him out of the four hole if he five home right. runs. He's on a roll hitting there, right? So who hits behind him? Otherwise, he ain't seeing a pitch. Yeah. I'm not letting your best player beat me. So there's that. Both teams have great two front line pitching. The depth of the Astros pitching. And like I had the Yankees getting beaten five and they, they, they got swept because the swing and myth. If you it's similar teams when it comes to power, right? Six. Yeah. I'm going to say Astros and six. Oh, I think the Phillies are extremely dangerous because they're front line pitching. I think bullpen in the end and keep an eye on defense as well. Ball's going to be in play a lot with the Astros. The question is, how will Phillies defense come up? Harper ain't beating me, dude. And if he beats you, then shame on the Astros. I would not let it happen. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It just seemed, like I said before, the AL and NLCS. It just seems like the Phillies' year. And I hate your feeling, but I know that yeah, they're, they're they dangerous. The they got swagger and, swagger and confidence, too. Right. right. They, they I, I mean, look going, at right? last year with the Braves, how they just kind of flipped that switch midseason. The Phillies made the switch at manager, and now they here, here they are in the World Series, and they're playing great And I don't need baseball. Bryce Harper going all Reginald Martinez-Jackson for the Yankees <laughs> yeah. in the series, which he can. That's right. He definitely right. can. All right, that'll do it for this episode of the Sean Salisbury Show. As always, we were brought to you by – bet online and we'll talk to you next week we'll have a couple world series games to talk about and see where we're at can't wait brother great stuff we'll talk to you guys thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube